speaking of modern women, Barbie. Barbie. <laughs> hey, Barbie. Welcome to the Movie Blues Podcast. I am uh, your host, um, Dan Lyons. I'm uh, I'm Dan Enden. I feel like we're going to have a Talking Dan Off the Ledge episode today. It's been a while. <laughs> um, don't know what that's in reference to. Cooler heads always prevail on the Movie Blues Podcast. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nothing but perfectly balanced sanity coming from this end of the two TV dinner stand tables with yeah. our microphones on them. Dan's uh, dressed in pink to celebrate the occasion. I am. I thought, I thought we were doing a thing. I guess not. I mean, you didn't say a single word about us doing a thing. It looks like your Ridge wallet or whatever is kind of pink. So Yeah, that is my clock. Well, it's my clockwork orange wallet. Okay. That's not a very feminist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not a very feminist forward move to take this early on. Um, yeah. Uh, today we're kind of doing the, the long overdue Barbie. Neither of us were able to see this movie in theaters um, due to. Well, I didn't want to see this movie in theaters, but Dan was going to see this movie in theaters and didn't end up doing it. And we didn't end up podcasting on it. And now here we are um, one week later um, having now, in my case, kind of rewatched some of Barbie. I realized that I hadn't finished it. Really? I had about 10 minutes left. Uh, because when I left those 10 minutes, I was like, surely nothing too crazy is going to happen in the last 10 of this one. And I guess we'll talk about that when we get to it. But um, yeah, uh, I was looking forward to this movie. I want to say up front before we get down the kind of rabbit hole of um, issues brought up by this film and its reception, etc. I'd like to say that I was excited for this movie. I'm not like Ben Shapiro. I wasn't like sitting around like sharpening my yarmulke waiting for this to come out. Um, I, from the trailers, was very much looking forward to like um, a semi-surreal coming of age, like fish out of water, kind of trippy but earnest um, foray into some of the light issues that Barbie has brought up as a cultural linchpin for, you know, however many decades now. I think it's probably like, what, 70 years or more that it's been a thing? 60, 70 years? And um, that is what I went into hoping for with this movie. I am a big fan of Greta Gerwig. I like uh, Lady Bird quite a bit. It's a great um, tale about... Uh, just a modern day woman, you know, coming up against the issues that a modern world presents to uh, a female. I liked Little Women a lot that she had made. It's about a modern day woman coming up to deal with issues that a woman of that time would deal with. Did Francis Ha? Francis Ha is a great movie. I like Noah Baumbach yeah. quite a lot. His yeah. career has been something I think you and I have roundabout discussed. Yeah. Quite a few times, at least with some of his work. And um, it was fun uh, seeing The Squid and the Whale in high school because um, Jesse Eisenberg was from my high school. Same. Not to that <laughs> part, but very much enjoyed the film in high school. I was like, hey, that guy's. That's the guy. Jerking off. 
that guy is jerking off in the library, was it? Or yeah. am I thinking of happiness? No, that was a railing. Yeah. Um, Gotta keep all your jerk off. His sister was Haley Kate Eisenberg, the, uh, mm-hmm. the Pepsi girl. The Pepsi girl. Yeah. Yeah. Also from my, was in my high school while I was in my high school. Oh, wow. Um, Dude, it, kids would like throw Coke cans <laughs> at your bus and stuff. I can't believe this has never come up on the podcast. <laughs> Is there more you want to say about it? People would go up to her and go, P-P-P-Pauly. Dude, she would just get like <laughs> fucking teased. Yeah. Well, yeah. I. <laughs> and she's like, I'm a millionaire. <laughs> I've been watching just like my recent side kink has been watching interviews with Jake Lloyd, who played young Anakin Skywalker in episode one. Okay. At cons. Yeah. yeah. Like the various cons he goes to. And he's given just a Is lot. Is he on like lithium? He's given a lot of aggressive interviews <laughs> where, where people just, man, they just want to meet Anakin. They just want to like piece their childhood, you know? Yeah. And, and he's like, the Jews did 9-11. <laughs> he's not letting it happen in a lot of these <laughs> interviews. It's fun to watch. Look up um, Awkward Interview Jake Lloyd. That is how I started uh, down this rabbit hole. <laughs> not, not Don't need to offer any steps of how I got there. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I think shit like that is great. Um, all in it for the cringe. But I, I do... Um, really enjoy Greta Gerwig as as a filmmaker um looked forward How did Jake Lloyd come up? How did he come up? Yeah. Oh, because you were talking about um like awkward interview, like awkward celebrity interview with, okay. with um uh what was it? Eisenberg what was the last thing you were talking about? I was I was talking about Haley Kate Eisenberg getting bullied. Yeah. Um being a child actor sucks. <laughs> And everybody throws Coke cans at you. But I moved there. Or in Jake And this Lloyd's was already case. an established pattern. And like, first, within the course of one day, I had to like wrap my brain around someone being like, no, like the Pepsi girl, she's at this school. And I was like, right. nah. And then wrap my brain around the fact that like, yeah, I went to go see her. And she was getting on some kids just fucking bullying her. And I was just like, this is, this is recontextualizing so many movies that I've seen in my life. And I'm just like, yo, y'all are bullying someone that hung out with Robin Williams. <laughs> like, relax. You, you went home and <laughs> put your poster of her back up in the wall. <laughs> You're like, God damn I'm it. I'm like, I'm- I love Bicentennial Man. <laughs> I don't think anyone's ever said that sentence before. <laughs> um, and it's with that um, excitement and anticipation that we now uh, cruise into our review of 2023's Barbie. Barbie time. Let's start with what did our spouses think of Barbie? Because as you all know, Dan and I are on a uh, movie blues moratorium where we do not discuss our personal feelings on the film. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to participate in this activity because why? 
we watched it and then she went to sleep and then went to a work event. I haven't we haven't even oh discussed my it. God. But like during nothing? No I way, mean no way to gauge it? No, she liked it. Okay. Um all right. Um Rachel was only has about ten minutes left <laughs> as I've recently discovered, and um it was an up and down experience for her, I feel like. Um I would say that more of the problems with Barbie as a movie from like a pacing and structural point of view seemed to get to her. She seemed a little exhausted by it, Okay. Uh, um, which I think is fair because it's a movie that has a lot in it and feels pretty long. Um, so, yeah. The longer version is coming out next week in theaters. Oh, there's a longer version. Yeah, it's coming out in IMAX for the first time, and it's like 12 minutes longer. Are you consider going? Not right re- No. No. Um. <laughs> um. Personal side note. Um. My great uncle, uh, Sherwood Schwartz, who created the Brady Bunch in Gilligan's Island, once produced. Uh, helped to write and ultimately gave his blessings on a film called The Brady Bunch Movie um, from the 90s. One of my favorite comedies, light comedies from the 90s. Yeah. Um, I will be eventually... I like very Brady sequel too. Yeah, I said yeah, it. Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> I mean, it's way worse. But <laughs> it's, it, it's got, what's her name? Uh, ben Stiller's wife. Oh, uh, God. From uh, Hey Dude. And, and Zoolander. <laughs> Um, Chris, that I'm sorry, I don't know, I don't know her name. And I don't like identifying people as Ben Stiller's wife, but and that's what I know her as. I will be making a video eventually about um, this movie, uh, the Brady Bunch movie, but also in a greater realm of uh, a genre of movies that I think doesn't get enough discussion, which is TV to film adaptations of the '90s there are such incredible entries into that genre um, that I kind of miss that period of time where like you could go see the X-Files movie and it would just blow you away. You could go see Batman mask of the phantasm in theaters and it would blow you away. Like these escalations from simple TV to like a cinematic experience. I was really jazzed up by those movies. So like Brady bunch movie fell into that purview, but like the thing that, I want to bring it up for is that it does something very well. It takes anachronistic, dated gender roles, familial roles, comments on the nuclear family, brings it into a real world tactile where you get to see Jan act like a sixties teenager in the dressings of a 90s grunge era California. Um, the real world in that film is played straight. It's shown to be a pretty rough and tumble place where a family like the Brady Bunch surely could not <laughs> successfully survive um, in the way that they act and the things that they do. And that movie didn't go out of its way to tell you that this was happening. It did it by showing you. It did it by 
giving you characters that you cared about that they actually gave emotional arcs to. And as a kid, while I was watching that movie, I understood that the Brady Bunch wasn't what I was supposed to be, but I could feel what was so good about the Brady Bunch. I could understand how the world used to be like that and how these things were being commented on in the background. When you see the difference between the music that the Brady Bunch family band makes, as opposed to the music that's going on at their talent show, which is just like nineties R and B grunge bands, just like what was popular at the time. And there is that humor, that heart that arises from that situation. Um, Everybody watch the Brady Bunch movie. I would agree with Dan, very Brady sequel, less uh, of a messaging experience, but just a great time with yeah. good, good people you love. Dude, um, I watched very Brady sequel in the last six weeks. That's awesome. I was at my grandparents and it was <laughs> on TV great. and I was like, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. They have cable, you know, dude, you know how long it's been since I scrolled through cable and I was like, very Brady sequel, dude, let's go. So, um, that film is from a period of time when a lot of movies were being made like that, where it was like, let's take TV characters from long ago and put them in this like new world. Even like the Flintstones movie took very modern ideas, capitalism, like um, Kyle MacLachlan's character in the Flintstones movie. As a little kid, I saw that as just evil boss man yeah. who, who runs the quarry, but there's a lot more going on there. Like I'm sure that if you sat down And that's a movie that, like Barbie, has this surrealist town that it exists in with incredible visuals and a translation of what we do as a society into a prehistoric age. There's a dinosaur that eats your trash. You know what I mean? People back then, no matter how advanced they would ever become, wouldn't have had that. That doesn't make sense. But for your modern mind as a child to understand it and to vibe with it and to find humor from it, you're presented with these anachronisms reinterpreted yeah. through that certain lens. You know what I would love them to do that with? What? The Jetsons. Oh, dude, that would be great. How have they that not done that? That's a great idea. That? I don't know. But like the time is kind of almost past for it is, is what I'm kind of getting at. Cause those movies were great. And like blast from the past. Maybe that's like where things started to tip over and become a problem. But like, there was this fish out of water shit going on in the nineties all the time. Yeah. Where I was like, let's take these weird, like, almost Jungian archetypes of things that we understood as a society as adults and reinterpret it through this lens uh, in a way that's like graceful, funny, uh, appealing, a good like good to look at. I mean, just classic. Um, and, and the problem, you know, going forward is that, okay, Barbie is the Rorschach test of current society. If you hated this movie, you're a fucking incel terrorist, Republican, conservative wacko. If you absolutely loved this movie, there are things that could be attributed to that as well, depending on which way you're kind of entering the situation. But for sure, if you hate this this movie, from a critical perspective, that has not been looked upon highly, but that depends who I guess you're getting the looks from. Like if you're reading Hollywood like media, which is producing stories about itself, then no, you're not going to see a lot of people like in a, in a situation where they're bashing this movie and made to look anything less than a piece of shit. Yeah. That's where we're at. 
It is with all of that said. And the movie, <laughs> in contrast to the 90s, where, you know, social commentary and acknowledging systemic issues was, like, very... It was much more subdued. And new. Right. So, like, and, the mo- and the movies reflect that. Mm-hmm. Now, this movie totally reflects where we're at in terms of societal rhetoric. That I now. agree with. This movie's a very, by accident, reflection in my mind to some of the deeper ills that I see in not only movie making, but capitalism, America, and the messages trying to be shipped to God forbid children and and women who are walking into this movie like eight years old, assuming that it's going to be the movie that they saw in the trailer. Um, That isn't the movie that I watched. I didn't watch the movie that was in the trailer. I wish that I did because that movie looks like all of the movies we've been talking about so far. Um, The movie that I watched was something that had no internal consistency. So it didn't work as a fantasy of any kind other than whatever the writers need their characters to do will break reality to kind of make it happen. It was a movie that shipped its messages like a tactical nuclear bomb every other second that it possibly could in the least graceful, least thought out ways imaginable with no payoff, kind of just like throwing out sentiments, unending every scene until it ended, maybe bar for the first 15 or so minutes where I was really enjoying the movie. Um, Overall, and I'm going to get into this more as a, film critic than as somebody who's trying to be offended about anything one way or another. I think as a film, it's a total disaster. I think as a piece of Mattel produced media, knowing what I now know about Mattel, having done a week of research out of kind of boredom and anticipating kind of this moment um, that in Mattel is a company is both more insidious and far less insidious than this movie portrays in 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 ways that are disingenuous and dishonest. I mean, it's a movie that hates Mattel, but it's a movie that is made by Mattel, um, and Mattel is shipping both negative and positive messages about its company in the movie, both of which are untrue at times, which is so fucking bizarre, which we can get into. Um, I thought the messaging in this movie was just insidiously overdone. I thought that this was a exhausting, messy, immature, surface level feminism dated to like, at best, the early 2000s mixed with Mattel's version of feminism, which I will get into eventually in this, which is so fraught and so insidious to this day, the things that Mattel does as a company in terms of the messaging it ships to women and children is baffling and they cannot stop getting in trouble for it. Um, Just an insidious movie top down. I hated this movie so much, so greatly. I loved the way that it looked. I loved the performances in it, mostly. Barring some that were extremely grating, And I think it was just a waste of what could have been a light, 
quirky, sure, slightly elevated experience. You have to address Barbie's uh, history, both negative and positive. Uh, didn't need to be done like this. And I think it is absolutely, and this is coming from somebody who is a non-religious, left-leaning, extremely anarchic, upset person. I think that it had messages that were downright inappropriate for children. Moments that were absolutely not something I would ever want my child to see. And I want to be the kind of dad that like lets their kids smoke weed with their friends at their house. I'm not the kind of dad that's going to be taking my kids to fucking synagogue or lecturing them on politics. I'm going to let them literally be, do, say anything that they want. I would not want them to see something like this. It is. I know as a child, the movies that I saw, the messages that they conveyed to my mind with one one hundredth less rhetoric and forcing than this and how it changed me as a person. And I would not want for that to be something that other people would have to go through to watch something so debased and so fucking stupid as this. This was the dumbest, most surface level grazing of issues that everyone involved from Hollywood to Mattel is 100 percent guilty of and has created trying to be aware of itself. This is a corporate monster piece of absolute filth garbage that I cannot sanction or fathom as something we should hold up as a cultural linchpin. It is sickening to me that this movie is being enjoyed as family entertainment in any way. It is a introduction of the 500th horse of the apocalypse that I've seen this generation in terms of the absolute bottom barrel degradation of the message shipping going on um, Jesus, in dude. popular media. Are you all right? Yeah, no, I'm fine. This is like what this movie seeked to get a response from people because it shipped what it shipped so hard. So this is the response. I mean, I'm responding to stimuli that I was directly introduced to, and that's my feeling on it. Okay. Dan? I, I just, I didn't find any of the messaging even remotely egregious. I fucking loved this movie. It's a movie, half of which is dialogue. I thought it literal was literal shipping of messages, direct. For sure, but I didn't think anything was like, but like, it was incredibly self-aware and I found it hilarious. I laughed out loud numerous times. I also laughed quite a few times while watching it. I, I did it, enjoy the it jokes lo- in it. It looked awesome. The visual it, style was awesome. Agreed. The performances were great. Like, I just like, I was like, agreed with that too. I was just like, I am not the target demographic of a fucking Barbie movie, like, and I'm entertained by this movie. Everything, all the messaging that they're shipping, including which I felt to be, (laughs) with the amount of ire I've seen towards it, there was far more, like, rhetoric and acknowledgement about, like, men's feelings and their struggles day to day that, like, than I was expecting. I find that statement completely insane. I thought that this was one of the most outwardly insidiously angry films towards men I've ever seen. It did not stop shipping men as a problem. It never once paid off any of the male characters uh, who went through a slave revolt and then were punished for it. It was a complete disassociation with the entire male ego. It was sending it. The fact that the movie Ended up shipping but, but it, Ken it was, it was as its villain is hilarious to me. It's only what... But the resolution was that either extreme is not good. Like, 
Right. Like, it was openly acknowledged that the way the Barbie land was running prior was not, like, reasonable either. And that everyone's feelings get hurt. You know? That isn't exactly, I feel, how, how it ended up. I feel like... I feel like that's literally exactly how it ended up. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, maybe in the last two or so I cannot minutes. understand having a strong reaction to this movie at all in any direction. That's crazy. You must be used to getting fucking lied to your face or something. I don't know. Like the, it, it didn't stop in this movie. There wasn't a a two-minute reprieve from the nonsense that this movie wanted to ship. And the messages were conflicting, bizarre, tone-deaf because of who they're coming from. And that's the issue with this movie to me. Like the like as far as just a watch, I fucking loved it. I had a great time watching it. I'll watch it again. But like I was like the whole time I was like, ah, this is being I saw the Mattel logo at the beginning of this movie and they're talking about Mattel off a lot and like, oh, how hip and cool and corporate that they're being like self aware, like man. And they I was, were not. I was like, and I was like, this is fucking insidious that in the moment I'm like, this is insidious. That's one of 50 elements that were insidious and working all at the same time but if i'm movie. if i'm removed from that aspect and just watching a movie that's designed for girls like and children who play and people who played with barbies like i never held a barbie in my life dan i mean as a as an outside viewer i don't then, think any of the messaging was incorrect or insidious <laughs> you're feeling very defensive dan I'm not feeling defensive. I'm again, I'm reacting to what was given to me. And what was given to me is that you have no internal consistency on message shipping. Like you have Barbie who they tell you from the get go is brainless, is living in a brainless world, essentially, who as a character stops and is aware of things like from like a sociopolitical bent that makes absolutely no sense. There are all these interjections throughout the movies where the movie where characters say things that they have no consistency to say or think but that they just kind of want to give you a message and that's the only way you're going to get it and i think at a point they try to excuse it and say like oh this is like america ferrera's character creeping into barbie's mind and blah 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 but there are more moments than uh barbie saying i'm having thoughts about dying um <laughs> hilarious um, then hilarious then, moment. Then what the come stops. out of uh, her mouth throughout the movie? Um, I think up until that moment, I mean, I liked probably the first twenty or so minutes because that is the period of time at which a series of corporations isn't insidiously plotting to morph your children into what they think is a good idea after decades of the most fraught behavior humanly imaginable. So let's. Look at Mattel, I guess, first, because you brought okay. up that you find that problematic. Um, the problematic things with Mattel in this movie yeah, was like drops, unending Drop some me. knowledge on me. I don't know. I didn't do any Mattel research. Not that, that I just know that any situation where I'm being presented corporate messaging by that corporation, I'm like, nah, I can't. I can't buy into this as like a thing that's allowed. And yet all the messaging worked for you in this movie. Well, I mean, the messaging for, like, I didn't find any of it, like, politically too extreme or anything. It seemed all super fucking, like, it's like, dude, uh, like... It's I, a, I disagree, and I think anybody... I, I, I don't the think... The weirdest take you could have about this movie is that you didn't really see a lot of messaging. Because the no, people I saw, who... No, there's tons of messaging. I saw tons of messaging. I'm just saying it's not fucking, like... It's not messaging I'm offended by. It's messaging I agree with, for the most part. Right. See, that's the part that I don't want to take into it. I mean, I, I would like to know, like... 
who this movie is even for. I mean, you said that it's for like little girls. I no, would I think argue, this movie is for like it's for thirty year old. I think women. this movie is for teen girls through like forty year old women. Right, and who is Barbie for? Children. Interesting. So, one of my issues here is partly that because you've advertised a film that looks like a family friendly romp that ends with Barbie going to the gynecologist. And when you have four to eight year old children that are flocking to see Barbie and there's like fucking F-bombs in it and Ken is like having homoerotic beach off moments with all of his buddies, who cares? Who cares? Yeah. Because homoerotic beach. Like what? Dude, they're fucking dolls. Like they're not. And they're gay people. Who cares? They're not dolls or gay people. Yeah, I mean, this like, is a movie you're watching, and and it's a movie intended for children. Yeah, but and they're not going to pick up on that. They're not going to pick up on that, but there's plenty to be picked up picked up on in this movie. It's okay. unfucking ending. They ship everything as a problem from any kind of relationship successfully that a man and a woman could possibly have with each other, which is portrayed as some sort of fraught version of slavery back and forth throughout the whole movie. It pretty much endorses that all of the Kens and all men in both the real world and fake world are absolute bottom barrel pieces of shit and that the men running Mattel are these evil fucking monsters uh, who created some doll that has unrealistic expectations none of that is true Mattel is 50% run by women the CEO of Mattel for 30 plus years was a woman who acquired the design for Barbie's body type signed off on it and picked it out herself from a German company this is not a world in which Mattel has, like, enslaved the world over Barbie. This movie is a pussied reaction to every accusation that has ever been launched at Mattel, reversed out onto screen, and it's, besides the fact that it is shipping such bizarre messages again and again and again, it's just fucking doing it in the least graceful way humanly possible. There's definitely no subtlety to this movie. I don't know why you want to watch a movie again that is going to lie to you for two hours again. It's This was like when we watch Mac and Me, that is a more genuine experience made by Coca-Cola and McDonald's. At least they were like kids at their birthday party drink McDonald's and eat McDonald's. That's true. <laughs> the things in this fucking movie were I- insane, and what they had to do with Barbie, I won't understand. This movie felt well, Barbie the need- has been like a dying brand. Like kids don't really play with Barbies anymore, dude. Like this mm. is for people like that are like nostalgically looking at Barbie. Barbie's doing just fine. Um, they had a dip in 2015. They're better than ever. They are crushing merchandise in the billions right now from the Barbie movie. Well, yeah, for sure. Of course, they've adapted none of the trans, overweight, or disabled Barbies from the film and have only produced toys on the good-looking Barbies, Um, but they're making a killing on it. Their only recent problem was a couple years ago, um, in one of their many attempts to do what this movie did for two hours in terms of throwing up on my fucking face, which is... Uh, pandering to women as if they understand them, pandering to girls as if it's their job to educate the youth as a insidious toy company. Um, they have a CGI Barbie blog where Barbie like every week was having like a YouTube live stream 
where she would talk about things. And for Barbie's birthday a couple of years ago, I think two years ago, um, CGI YouTube streamer Barbie um, said that she wanted to take her birthday to celebrate Frida Kahlo and talk about Frida Kahlo's influence on art, on women. Very nice. Just like this movie, you could think on its face, oh, what a nice sentiment to women and girls and blah, blah, blah. Um, behind that, uh, they had released a $187 Frida Kahlo doll that day. Oh, my God. Which dude. they made millions of dollars on. Frida Kahlo's family went absolutely ballistic. Uh, Frida Kahlo, who is a known anti-capitalist, yeah. uh, pro-feminist artist, um, would have been absolutely mortified by what the execs at Mattel think women should know, see, hear, and do, and aspire to. Um, her family did not check off on the likeness rights, and therefore their doll was, uh, to put it lightly, a lot lighter than Frida Kahlo. Mm. And um, Frida Kahlo's, I think, granddaughter or like granddaughter, cousin, like whatever relation came out and made a huge public statement about how this is like the exact opposite of what Frida Kahlo would ever want. And this movie is another good example yeah, of that. Th I hate that story. Um, Mattel a couple of years ago was um, investigated by numerous independent investigation sources that concluded that. Their factory conditions were 90% run by women uh, who were being sexually abused, mentally abused, overworked, and insulted. Like, in the community, they were treated as less for working for Barbie um, and exposed an incredibly insidious culture in which Mattel's... When was this? In the past, like, two, three years. Jesus. When Mattel's um, factories were essentially uh, audited... And Mattel has since done no revisions to any of the factories being investigated, which are now currently producing toys for 2023 film Barbie. Um, That's insane. This is the kind of stuff that. that I didn't need to look up. That having seen the movie, I knew in my head. I, I, I knew that if I Googled what are the most problematic things Mattel has ever done, I was going to see a litany yeah, like any large sure. scale corporation. Um. But no, what the problem of the Mattel board in this movie is, is they don't have the right idea of women. That's so surface level of a scapegoating yeah, of the, the actual they're problems. They're recontextualizing their own faults um, so that is, in like the like less insidious way. That is insidious element number one. Yeah, I yeah. could go on about that, yeah. honestly, for way longer. Maybe we'll, okay. get, maybe we'll get back on, to it. On that, we're in complete agreement. That is a huge problem. Okay. Second problem is, like, internal messaging in this movie just conflicting with itself to no end. Like what? Well, this is a part of Mattel's culture as a company, right? They can't figure out whether Barbie should be fat or thin, whether she should be a hardworking working woman or a wife, um, whether she should be submissive, whether she should be the dominant one, whether... It's something that has, of course, ping-ponged back and forth with Mattel endlessly. Um, recently, now this again is in the past two or so years, uh, Mattel came up with a curvy Barbie, which they put out. And I want you to take this example in deep, too, because this touches on what I've been getting at kind of this whole time, which is what this movie is, which is a a just two hours of just lies, essentially, to try to trick women into buying more shit. That is really what we're doing here, if we're being honest. I mean, Mattel has a makeup line. Mattel has like Margot Robbie branded uh, anti-aging creams 
in a movie where Margot Robbie sit ne- sits next to an old lady and says, you're beautiful yeah. as the touching moment. Um, all of this shit um, is, is like a web, like a huge fucking problem. But then you have like problems that bleed from that kind of corporate greed and a, a statement that I've become very familiar with now that I've been researching Mattel, not researching why Barbie is woke. That's not the avenue that I'm in. I'm in the same avenue I've been in my whole life, which is that giant corporations are evil. Capitalism is the devil. And that when those things bleed into the art that you're experiencing, and I'm not talking about like, okay, Marvel is produced by Disney, but like if it ever gets to a point where everyone is running around with Aladdin dolls in those movies, I'm going to be smart enough to be like, this has gone too fucking far. (laughs) And Barbie is the linchpin example for me of movies that have gone too fucking far. And part of that is like, yeah, okay. Like they released thick Barbie, like I was saying a couple years ago. Um, What do you think Mattel was thinking when they did that? Oh, well, everyone needs to feel represented. Even in our fantasy life of playing with dolls, you need to be able to see a one-to-one of yourself or you're not going to get it. Um, Turns out that's not why people play with toys. That's why none of the toys around you right now look like me. Yeah, they look badass as fuck. I don't operate, and not like a fat bald dude in his I, basement. I only operate under the assumption that the answer to any question involving why did Mattel want to do this is because their numbers that they ran indicated it would make them more money. <laughs> sure. So, um, uh, curvy Barbie. I'm not out. coming in here as a corporate simp. I hear you. No, <laughs> I, I know. I'm just know putting that. like all the cards on the table. Yeah. Um, I watched this movie as like the only way I'm going to get through this movie. Like a dumb co- comedy is to watch it just as a movie. I wanted it to be that way, but I, you can't, um, that's like saying I wanted to have a nice country drive down a winding road in a peaceful autumnal day. Um, but that happened to be the day when there's a tornado ripping through your town. It's like trying to say, why didn't you just enjoy the ride? It's like, I, there was no ride to be had other than the first 15 minutes. And then it became a shilling of the most a dated feminism ideas humanly possible because Mattel is caught in the most dated feminism ideas humanly possible. They think that uh, now it's the opposite. They've overcorrected just like all of these companies tend to overcorrect before. Hopefully they'll find a happy middle ground. And with curvy Barbie, they put that out um, uh, during their main focus group, a six year old banged the doll up and down and said, hello, I'm a fat person, fat, 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 fat. <laughs> Now you have the company that does that. Children are hilarious. That also puts two women in this movie that are uh, curvy. Yeah. Gives them absolutely no lines, no agency, no dialogue. Gives them absolutely nothing to work with. Does not turn them into toys. So, okay. Wait, quick question. Yeah. So what movie studio produced this movie? Warner Brothers. (laughs) Okay. Which is currently the most insidious brand forward facing yeah, by far throw up give us all of your fucking money space jam to devious people imaginable the only people whose messaging has become more toxically overwrought and insidious is pa- paramount plus that's it <laughs> because their original content a lot of which that you haven't seen is is like makes this movie barbie look like deeply subtle like even halo was a show that was like 
what are we shipping in a Halo show? Like, <laughs> what is the fucking reason that this isn't just a guy shooting aliens in the face with a gun? Like what? What? There, oh, dude, I can't even. There was messaging in the Halo please show. Please don't start me on Halo. Okay. It was so toxic, dude. <laughs> Halo was uh, bizarre. Yeah, it was like um, it started as anti-military and then like turned pro-military halfway through and had all of this bizarre shit in it that could be its own yeah i mean universe of that, content. i mean that's like the new move i mean as i feel like what this movie end, ended up ultimately landing on was kind of like centrist bullshit well i think what happened essentially in this movie is that greta gerwig and noah wrestled with these surface level ideas so aggressively that it just by the end the car spun off the tracks i mean by the end of this movie i was literally like we are the situation you arrive at in the end of this movie is that America Ferreira gives a, like a woke speech to everyone that wakes them up from being the simpletons that they are into being fully conscious as if they've been pulled from the matrix because America Ferreira says it's tough to, to stay thin and go to the gym all the time. Um, and all these poor, unfortunate women wake up from their, from their malaise um, so that they can go to the gynecologist and become real and it's uh, on top of that they've tricked the Kens at the same time into thinking that they're cheating uh, on them because they are crushing a slave revolt of people who are also trying to gain sentience which is such bizarre messaging <laughs> I, I cannot begin to unpack the dichotomy of relationships between what is shipped about Barbie and Ken in this movie both are so negative and hate filled. Like who made this movie hated Barbie, hated Mattel, hated women, hated men. It's like every single maneuver in this. That's why I'm kind of surprised it's come down to being split and uh, between left and right. But if you look at the discourse now, a couple weeks later, I literally saw a video this morning that said a queer Marxist's conservative perspective of barbie we're at the point where like that's not a thing this that's, movie that is not a thing this <laughs> marxist conservative is not a thing this movie that's not has real. has produced you could produce a three-hour video in either direction and the reason that is is because yeah, you i mean you Mattel, could take you could take any critical lens to this and write i'm dude the amount of college papers that are gonna be written on sure. this movie over the next five years but mattel and the reason you can do that and the reason that this movie is so bad as a movie is because none of the messaging is consistent at all. I mean, there are points where they're like, Barbie and Ken, it would be better if you got to understand each other and 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 get to know each other and, and see what's good about men, see what's good about women. Then there are points where it's like, Ken can only survive if a Barbie looks at him. Then there are points where it's like, Ken can only survive if he accepts the patriarchy. He doesn't need women at all. And then it's like, <laughs> Ken can only survive if um, he, ex dude, it's just, it, it goes back and forth so many times that at the point at which there's this big like beach scene war happening where the Barbies have crushed a slave revolt into fighting each other using really devious tactics. It was the fucking warfare, dude. The Kens come out and ki are killing each other. Hold on. During that montage. Yeah. Uh, the one Ken dropped a fire Stephen Malkmus reference. You catch that? Hilarious. Uh, during, during that Ken beach ball scene, I was like, where I was in Dunkirk, 
where I was like, <laughs> I am, I'm fucking battered into submission. I cannot take one more layer of self-professed intellectualism or, or, or contrived, uh, in universe man bashing. And then it just kept happening and kept turning in on itself until the movie just concludes by just giving up. And I think that what Mattel does and what they've done historically is they have absolutely no opinion on women. They don't care about women. All they care about is money for sure. And when you look at their board, it's 50% women, 50% men has been for a very long time. They don't care about women for sure and the notion that the five minutes in this movie that are actually sentimental which amount to a montage that barbie sees at the end of women and their children playing with barbies which honestly had more like resonance to it than any of the shit they were cramming down your throat throughout the whole movie and her calling an old lady beautiful on a bench (laughs) Other than that, like the entire movie's goal and pursuit, it was just bashing kind of everything in its sphere. I really don't think that you can sit down and say um, this was a uh, fully left or right experience because I have seen videos that seem to be at the point where they think it's accidentally conservatively brilliant film where they <laughs> where they portray. Um, all sorts of things as as wrong by accident and it's a mere result of how many things they were trying to do my problem is and if you're a woman and you're listening to this and you want to correct me on this or maybe dan if you think that you know more about feminism than i do sure then you can correct me on this but it is a dated notion to ship what this movie shipped in its one of 1,000 messages, but one of the largest ones it shipped, which was that being a woman whose goal is to have a family, have children, and be a homemaker is a negative. That is something that was shipped at all times in this movie and was never resolved. That was uh, absolutely resolved. They had an entire fucking schmaltzy ass scene where it was like literally like they might as well have been looking at the camera being like or you can the whole and movie that's was okay. looking at the camera. Like being like or you can do that if that's what you want and that's okay. Okay, saying that and then portraying a world in which um the Barbies had to become subservient to the Kens at one point and there's an entire set piece in this movie that portrays the evils of being like a wife for like a large substantial plot point i mean the point is that the kens or ken ryan gosling in this case brought back a shred of the patriarchy mentally to barbie world which has essentially infected barbie world and has caused all the women to be dressed in maid outfits and being subservient and and handing their men beers and um this is the perfect example of where this movie's messaging is so funny because it's so all over the place, right? So in one world you have, this is honestly maybe the best dichotomy example. In one world you have this world where the Kens, having a shred of patriarchy, have turned their women into subvert, like subservient maids that do their bidding as they sit around talking about horses, trucks, and being cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, great. There's your idea. And if you were a good writer and if you weren't loading so much throw up into your movie, maybe you could kind of ride on that. Um, 
But the first time that you are taken through this town, all of the Barbies who've been turned into these maids are really enjoying themselves in a way that they did not before. And they ask all the Barbies, they're like, you know, Margot Robbie's like, aren't you like mad that you have to do this? And they're like, no, like this is like great. We all we have to do is keep giving them beers and we can talk about sports. We can talk about music. We can watch movies. None of the things that we could do before. So what is being shipped here? Because now you have both sides occurring at the same time. What I'm saying is that is this movie. Every scene of it is here is a deeply dated third wave 90s feminist idea. And then here is just we absolutely hate men on the other side. And we're going to kind of let them knock against each other and not end up really saying much about either to the point where we're not going to get nailed for anything. We're going to be self, sure. sure. we're going to be self-deprecating about the brand. We're going to be self-deprecating about the doll. And what I'm saying is it's transparent. What I'm saying is it's a bad movie. I mean, it's overlong as fuck. It has absolutely no structure at a point. It just is ping ponging. What do you want a, flailing. a movie about Barbies to be, dude? Like to imagine, be an hour imagine, and a half dude, creative I'm, romp in the beautiful aesthetics of the incredible world that they set up. Okay. But to no, be subtle and smart about it look, and make a good movie. But every wasn't there every timeline that exists of this movie being made. It's still going to have to have the undertones of being produced by Mattel. Okay. So like, and you're telling like me there's no ten, timeline? I feel like it would be ten times more insidious to have a movie that's like subtle as fuck and slipping in fucking contradictory evil messaging than a movie that's just like... Like, imagine... Like, Greta Gerwig is who you want to make this movie. Imagine someone with, like, zero fucking... Who wasn't going to grapple with the fucking contradictions of it. Having seen this, I would like to see that. Because um, I, I don't need a Mattel-produced Warner Brothers movie to conquer any of those issues for me, Dan. Yeah, well, you're not the fucking <laughs> target demographic of the Barbie movie. Yeah, and I'm saying that that target demographic is also not getting what they're supposed to be getting by this movie either. Excusing myself from the situation, fine. I can do that all day. I mean, a lot of the movies that we watch for this podcast, arguably, I'm not the demographic for, and I can look at as a film. And there's nothing here even from that perspective worth meriting other than somebody spent an absolute lifetime recreating Barbie's dream car. Congratulations. It looks great on screen. Other than that, burn this fucking movie. <laughs> terrible. And, and terrible. I felt like terrible I, I in would... a way that is pandering to anybody who is the adult in the room, who is like, Okay, I'm here for this reference that is so fucking far over a kid's head that only I would catch it. But why even bait those people? Because I am one of those people, and I can't be baited during a movie that's so obviously bait to begin with. Yeah. It's well, just a... I entered it with the mindset of being like, I'm about to watch a two-hour toy commercial. So, like, the fact that there were multiple moments where I'm laughing and I'm like, well, okay, you, there's You shit historically in this podcast like two-hour toy commercials. You love Speed Racer. You love Space Jam 2. You, I didn't love you, Space Jam 2. You rate things high that Speed are Speed Racer for a kid. is fantastic. Right, but it's for a child. And getting its resurgence and its flowers now. <laughs> Give me that 4K release. I want my fucking eyes, my retinas to melt. This movie was far worse than Speed Racer because Speed Racer <laughs> I mean, every, had fun. All, most movies are far worse than Speed Racer. True. Um, and that's that, that, you know, 
there's so much more to it that is wasted. Like Michael Sarah, who I thought Michael Sarah was hilarious. Every time he said anything, I laughed my balls off. So you laughed three different times. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was barely in the movie. I mean, it's a nothing character. Him. Yeah, that could. Don't overstay your welcome. Okay. You're welcome. Fucking Michael Sarah nailing nailing the comedic beats. Yeah, I mean, this Will movie, Ferrell being Will, Will Ferrell yeah. doing Will Ferrell things. Will Ferrell doing only the least minimum of Will Ferrell <laughs> he could possibly do. Danny, Play, all right. Playing a character who's the amalgamation of a thousand problems rolled into one. You want to talk addressing about absolutely none all this of it. shit? Did you watch the Will Ferrell Apple TV Christmas musical movie? Absolutely not. I told you from the outset, I would never fucking watch something like that. And you watched it and you can pick it for the podcast if you want, but I don't need to waste my time thinking about it. Dan, if this movie upset you, like that movie will fucking murder your dome piece, dude. I mean, yeah. Okay. So pick it and I'll watch and laugh at it. It's just... uh, You want to see Will Ferrell on on some bullshit. I've seen in, Sherlock in a, Holmes, dude. In a movie that does not have one set piece, Dan. Not one. This movie was filmed <laughs> in a fucking touch tunnel of green screen. Uh, yeah, Dan. Um, geez. I, dude. This, is a, this was... Found it entertaining. It was fun to look at. The fucking songs were funny. I laughed a few times. It's a fucking Barbie movie. Yeah. Like, it's gonna be a commercial. At least they're fucking... Oh, well, it being a commercial is actually on the lowest end of my problems with it. Just, I'll have you know. I don't care whether they're selling toys in it. I'm in a room full of toys, Dan. I support tons of properties whose main intent is to ship toys. That's true. That is not my problem with this movie. I know. My problem with this movie is overlong, full of bullshit, not appropriate for children, in, in so far as being called a children's movie. I, as a parent... Or someone who's trying to become a parent, hopefully at some point will, want to be in control of when I talk to my kids about the birds and the bees. I've always thought that that is a pretty decent line to have as a human being on Earth. I don't care what your politics or thoughts are. These are my thoughts as what I would like to be as a parent. I don't want to take my daughter, who is six or seven years old, into a movie where Barbie goes i don't have a vagina and people are outwardly talking about things that just are too fucking much right. i remember dude, i remember vaginas Dan, dude. when, when he, i was there's nothing wrong with saying vagina movie to kids they have vaginas i'm aware that they have vaginas it's just like why does it need to be this way why does it need to be everything to is normal, on the table to at normalize, all fucking times? To normalize shit so people don't grow up with such fucking shame and anxiety about themselves. That's up like to their parents do. regardless. Okay, I mean, I the, can raise... And they don't have I to could, see the movie. I could potentially raise my kid just fine without shame and anxiety and Absolutely. not have to introduce them into a movie where everyone's having a group beach off. And you're allowed to keep your kids from a movie. But I just think that another layer of its insidious nature is just how it was shipped. I think that's a problem. I think every level of this movie is a problem down to the movie itself. If the movie itself was good at any level or made me feel anything that it was trying to make me feel other than fucking shame and rage about where our society currently is, I could have enjoyed it. I wanted it to be the movie that was in the trailer for two hours with some commentary. Sure. I actually think that a movie version of this with no commentary would be the most irresponsible take. I just think that what was done here 
was a hundred thousand miles in the wrong direction, and Greta Gerwig should be trotted out and shot for making Jesus. a two thousand and one parody at the beginning of a Barbie movie. <clears throat> Just don't ever don't for the trailer. Fine, that would have been cute. Don't put that in your movie. Just don't do it. Now we now the truth comes out. You throw a. A girl throws her doll into the sky as if it's the evolving yeah. bone of man. I mean, dude. Yeah, that was for you, dude. Uh, nothing. Jesus. Not a cunt hair was for me in this movie. Wow. And um, uh, I can give it a two out of ten for solely aesthetics and Michael Sarah. <laughs> uh, I love what they did with the visual palette in this movie. Whoever designed it i know that the guy who did bo's afraid's play did the transitional scenes in this okay uh which is amazing they looked incredible bo i wish that this level of care and visual genius was applied to a film not up its own fucking ass so far and um i just hated that uh nobody like can seemingly have a problem with a movie that is like uh, yeah, we're uh, a, a, a feminist, like forward thinking company. Uh, we have curvy Barbie now, but we're going to cast Margot Robbie as Barbie and then apologize for it with narration in the film. It's like, get your fucking mind right. This movie originally <laughs> was going to be made with Amy Schumer um, under a different director and a different writer. And it's fucking debased as it sounds i would like to know what the bent was on that i mean amy schumer is another hammerer of messages yeah. in, in a way that is ungraceful i'm not saying you can't ship fucking messages in your movie man i'm saying that there are times when i didn't even know i was being shipped by certain movies as a kid and i would grow up as an adult and somebody would be like dude bruce wayne is a problem <laughs> and i'd be like dude Fuck you. That is the truest, purest man alive. And, <laughs> his, people, his and people be like, dude, he is a capitalist dinosaur and a fucking misogynist monster and a fucking fascist. And I was like, <laughs> what? They're like, he works with the police. And I was like, oh my God, new lens to take yeah, right. on this film. New lens to take on the world around me. New lens to take on an intellectual skewering of what is essentially a toy this movie will never have that because you don't need to look into it to find its messaging yeah right. it's there in thousands of lines of dialogue that don't even internally make sense with the characters saying it that don't have any place or time it's just anytime we want to ship a classic 90s problem that feminism had oh cat calling on construction sites it's a problem hey it's like we've done all of this a thousand times over if you are a feminist, if you are somebody who is, in your opinion, while you're listening to this, a very forward, like cutting edge feminist, I'm not talking about like you used to listen to Lisa Loeb and like every once in a while, oh, let's vote for Hillary. I mean, what you are a fucking a feminist. I want to know. I want to know. Well, that is the point, because that third wave is exactly where this movie's head is at, is where Greta Gerwig was when she was a teenager and probably like riding a bus to a woman's march and hasn't had to think about it much since, because every idea from this is is shipped as if it were 1998 and we're just coming up with these concepts. The idea of like 
oh, like men and women, like ultimately they don't have to be with each other. Like uh, women, uh, you know, don't need to be the subservient, like beer serving maid. And it's like, I think that feminists of today would argue that both of those are fine. And that one didn't need to be shamed in this movie for the other to exist. And that is the problem with Ghostbusters 2016. That is the problem with Disney Star Wars properties with female characters. They, all they have to do is just make a good female character. They don't do that. They push everything else down so that the female character can become this absolute infallible God. And it doesn't connect with anybody. And it's part of this dated corporate feminist, which is a huge term in this day and age with the discourse of things like this Barbie movie, the corporate feminist ideals that are being shoved down your throat in this movie. That's where it's at. It's not a 2023 actual feminist idea of Barbie. It is corporate feminism being yeah, yeah. shoved down yeah, your throat. Of course. This movie is the gay pride month latte at Starbucks of movies. And it's fucking disgusting. And I would I feel that not they to managed, be a dick. I feel like they managed not to be a dick. enough enough like true like messaging that I firmly agree with. Well, yeah, if you say everything, as much eventually as, you will be right. As much as you can in a movie like this, dude. Like, oh, literally as much as you can. Every minute of two hours, except for the first ten. I thought it was. And I thought, I thought you thought fine. were going to walk into this from an expectations point of view, being a little smarter about having watched it and i feel like you watched this very surface level and kind of fell for the exact thing that they were hoping somebody like you would watch while watching it was just kind of like brain candy but i don't know how you could be soft enough after everything that we have done to not feel as if you weren't being played at every fucking second of this movie just because you agreed with some of it i agreed with some of it i feel like technically i, can, I agreed with I a lot like of it i feel like i can see the mo like moments where i'm trying to be manipulated and like whether i agree or not i'm aware of the fact that i agree or not and there are moments where i didn't agree but i'm like it's fine like it's just an, like if i don't enter this being like brain candy i'm going to fucking kill myself watching a fucking barbie movie and that like, is how i felt because i entered it not as brain candy i entered it like we enter every film on this podcast or intend to, which is take it from every angle you can possibly look at it from. And every moment has intention. And this movie did not stop telling you intentions and it's not necessary. Kids are smarter than this movie is giving them credit for that. I agree with for sure. And kids are smarter. As, I'm not going to say, as was, we've seen, I'm not going to say it wasn't overwrought. Like I'm not going to sit here and be like the messaging was like, done the tasteful you, amount you couldn't no how could you right right that would be a, the next level of absolute stupidity of a take of watching this movie is saying that it wasn't there at all yeah, I mean, no. that is literally like you you were getting a fucking rimmy while you were watching it because you absolutely weren't watching no, i was just kind of rolling my eyes at points and then being like whatever like you know there's worse messaging <laughs> of course there is but not in front of millions and millions of children all at once as if it's to be applauded i just thought you want to talk to your kids about some of these i'd things? rather sure. that than them watch fucking wonder woman 1984 yeah tough call because she does uh she does inhabit <laughs> the body of an innocent man with her lover and then rape him <laughs> <laughs> That happens in that movie. Um, that movie has some really problematic messaging. Jesus Christ, she does date rape that guy. Um, um, yeah. Uh, wow. 
corporate uh, sentimentality makes me fucking want to die. Yeah, it no, always it has does, for sure. Um, and and the movie, and managed, this movie would not stop. The, man, the movie somehow managed to not be schmaltzy for like an entire hour, and then just like got really schmaltzy. Yeah. I thought Ryan Gosling was a fucking G in this movie. Hilarious. I thought he was good, His but performance I, was fire. I, I hated what they were doing with him so much that I couldn't pay attention to him. But in the first 45 minutes, I thought he was fantastic. And then I was like, oh, Ken is the bad guy of this movie. That's a problem. That doesn't make sense. Like, I just don't... Ugh, it's literally spine fucking tingling to me that... You have, I feel like it was more nuanced have, than that. It you, wasn't that Ken was the bad guy. It was Ken was lashing out about his feelings. Ken was 100% the dramatic antagonist of the movie. For like who is 20 radi- minutes. That's a long stretch in the last third of a movie. Let's put it this way. There's another antagonist. How many characters are there in Barbie, Dan? Like 50. <laughs> Dan? Like fucking 50. There's a whole plot with America Ferrera. No, I mean like in the Barbie toy universe. Like a billion. <laughs> it's just a bunch of Barbies. So they brought an antagonist into the movie, which is Will Ferrell, who they sent all sorts of bizarre messaging in and around, made him look like an, an innocent puppy who just had dated feminist ideas when in actuality, uh, whoever the actual person is that is him now is running literal sweatshops. Yeah. Abusing women. Yeah. Um, uh, he's played for laughs in the movie, which is insidious, and the actual villain, because the only thing more insidious than corporatism in this film is the patriarchy, is men. The movie is endlessly fixated on the problem that is men. And I, what when you say, what did you want from this movie, Dan? What did you want from this movie? All I wanted was both of our lead protagonists, who I think were both incredible, who are doing great jobs as actors as icons in their roles, I mean, Ryan Gosling killing it in this movie, that they were both given the justice and the intellectual analyzation that was promised in the movie, which was not what happened. What happened is Ken went to the real world, read about men being dope, got radicalized <laughs> by masculinity, came back, ruined Barbie world because men are terrible. Uh, Barbie then had to gaslight and confuse all of the men with a woke speech that freed them from the matrix. And they were once again made to be subservient. I mean, the Kens are not given their plot of land really (laughs) at the end of this movie, Dan. Um, It's an absolutely bizarre fucking set of messages. And, uh, you know, take it however you want. Like I said, at the beginning of this episode, Rorschach test, this movie for many different people, for you, I guess, it was a Rorschach test on how to avoid killing yourself. You just kind of watch a movie <laughs> and relax. I found it very relaxing. I enjoyed the shit out of this experience. Um, this was like I had a, snacks. A, a mix of like the fact that you've spent so much time bashing things for their like insidious corporate overlord nature and can sit through something like this means you could surely sit through 35 marvel movies because all of them are shipping way less than 10 minutes of this movie did well i don't care about what they're shipping i the marvel movie i just find fucking boring well this was deeply exhausting i was laughing (laughs) regularly that's two full hours this movie was and could have had a half an hour shaved off of it of literal characters running around from barbie land to the real world from Barbie land to the real world. And, don't, don't get me and wrong. Dan, whereas, I'm not going to purchase this movie. <laughs> whereas um, in something like the Brady Bunch film that I brought up in the beginning, the real world is a tactile, hard place. That's not what happens here. 
And that is probably one of my biggest problems with the film, cutting out all the Mattel shit, all of the politics, all of the gender shit, is consistency of, of the world that they were setting up. And now this is like a very nerdy way to look at it, but from a, like a fantasy movie or whatever, it was not consistent at all, like ever, did not make any sense ever. Like their physicality, none of them looked like dolls. None of them were segmented. None of them were um, plasticine at all. They were just normal looking actors who for some reason could only sit up in 90 degree positions, um, but no care was given to the visual acknowledgement of them as dolls, what makes them tick. They didn't have a Mattel logo on their foot. They didn't have holes on their feet or articulation points. Sure, that's great, whatever. I'm fine with that, I don't care. I actually, seeing the trailers, didn't think, right, that any of that was in it. I didn't expect it, but then you have a movie that is constantly shipping a universe where that's the problem. They can't eat, they can't drink. There are all these weird, doll and toy things thrust upon them that are only convenient or only happen when it's just like either time to make a gag or a joke. And I know all of this seems like kind of nitpicky sure, but that's what makes the best of these like fish out of water, like light comedies work is that they're consistent throughout. And when you watch it, you're like, okay, the idea that they were trying to execute, at least they stuck with it throughout the movie and at no point did it just break and become whatever they wanted it to. And that's what they did with the characters. They would speak completely out of left field as if the writer was just like, time to say something. Like, I don't, I'm just gonna make a character say this so that they say it. But then like the physicality of it, like Barbie doesn't have a vagina and she exclaims, but like there's nothing else given to any of her character. Like they bring up all of these like, Things that could have been cool or interesting or stuck throughout the film that just are not done anything with. And it's like, you were so creative about the Barbie dream house, the car, the blah, blah, blah. But like, there's no consistency to any other fantastical element to this movie. Then the biggest problem happens, which is fine. You didn't consistently, consistently set up your world. It like literally doesn't even make sense. Like we don't know where the Kens even go at night. It does not work. Like they don't explain it. And it's not for lack of not explaining it. They literally don't have a good answer for it. And then they don't show you. Um, because and, that's how it is in Barbie world. And like, it's a, in the, like it's acknowledging the fucking, that's what it is, dude. And then there's plenty it's of things that are just wasted for wasted sake. Dua Lipa, John Cena, people that show up in the movie for a millisecond. Dua Lipa, for example, is in the movie as a mermaid, but also was a huge part of the soundtrack and made a huge dance number when it's like, wouldn't it have just been easier to have Dua Lipa singing the dance number as a Barbie with everybody dancing to the thing instead of having her be a, an ocean mermaid with an American accent who's dating John Cena. And just like, that's not funny and no jokes happened with those characters. So why are they in the movie? And so the, all of that is, is like Barbie world, inconsistent nonsense, not fleshed out enough, not interesting enough to actually latch onto. Then they go to the real world, and the problem there is that that is also a fantasy. And that, as a viewer of the movie, without any political messaging, without anything tied to it, doesn't work for me either. Because, like, in movies, I wish I had more examples, but, like, uh, for example, a good movie is Hook, to think about. Um, the first 20 minutes of Hook. So dark. Peter Pan's life is fucking dark. And... 
when you think back on Hook, you can remember, I'll guarantee if you're listening to this, you remember that tactile nature of Peter Pan's adult world. You were like, this shit sucks. Like, this is a problem. Like, wow, this is fucking uh, just like a dark, real place to be. And that's why when he's needing to use his imagination later for a food fight and things like that, he has to struggle so hard to do it because his life has become so rote and real and fucking terrible. This movie didn't have that. Then the real world was just a fucking fantasy world all over again. Mattel is like Willy Wonka's fucking chocolate factory. Yeah, it, was, it was like the Tiny Toons Warner Brothers. It's like, it, dude, it's like in Tiny Toons anytime the Tiny Toons, or not Tiny Toons, uh, Animaniacs when they have to interact with like Warners. Then you have another layer of realism. They're like, okay, okay, our, Mattel is a fantasy world. Then we have like the real world, which is like America Ferreira, her daughter. Her daughter is like talking about fascism and Barbie's a fascist and like, is, is this real tactile person? I was, like, I was person. like, hell yeah, queen. And then America Ferreira picks her up. They get in a car chase. America Ferreira has a boost button on her car. And like, it's, <laughs> they get in a full scale, oh, like, damn, 12, this movie really like, is kind of like Speed Racer. Like a Fast and Furious, like, street race. Why? Why isn't the real world a, an interesting foil? Wait. Instead oh, man. Of, listen, instead of heavy-handed bullshit messaging the whole movie, you load it into symbolism in actual visual form like a movie should in the real world. Right. You want to have... The moment where Barbie gets catcalled or something, you don't have to. You don't have to have her be like, "I, I don't have a vagina." You could have her like experience it in a real way that a real woman is going to like connect to. Not like when Barbie comes through her magic portal, there are literally a galley of men waiting to harass her the second she walks onto planet Earth. Sure, that's the. Uh, exaggerated experience of of a woman, but why is the real world so exaggerated in a movie where we already have a fantasy world? And those things just <laughs> just don't work. And like, don't work for a comedy. It doesn't work. <laughs> it's just not funny. And it was bad um, and stupid, which is rarely a word I feel like I hammer too hard on in the podcast. It was stupid, and it just never ends. Like it, I could go on about this movie literally forever it's so fucking bad i don't know how you could have sat through this movie without wanting to put a loaded fucking gun in your mouth i mean i don't own a gun and i was begging that someone hand, <laughs> hand me one during this fucking experience i i was ready for it to keep going it's ludicrous what are you gonna give this piece of shit wait well more importantly so you said speed racer is better than this movie oh 100 percent. you have to revise your speed racer score that means I'll never do that. Because you gave it a 0 0.5. Better as in I can watch Speed Racer and I only want to throw up because it looks like shit. It looks amazing. This movie looked amazing. Actually, like, like what the idiot Wachowskis probably were thinking Speed Racer looked like when they threw it up onto a computer. This movie kind of looked like that dream realized to a certain point. That plasticine fucking green pink verdant crazy world but this movie sucked so much that if you were to sit me down and be like which one are you gonna watch i would watch speed racer for the third or fourth time i don't know what the number is at this point but at least that movie is fun and for kids and i don't have to watch and feel fucking goosebumps all over my body with how fucking awkward it is it's just 
throw up levels of messaging. I just cannot watch things that are so insidious and from a corporation of all places that has violated women for decades. Yeah, I mean, that makes it much worse for fucking sure. Absolutely not supporting this movie in any fucking way. I think any actual champion for women should not either and probably wouldn't. And I hated this. The uh, thought that I had during the movie was at one point I was like, all right, so I'm trying to imagine a world where this movie was not announced, was not made by Mattel, was not made by, we don't know anything about it. It just was like an independent picture that suddenly dropped somehow with this Not to cut you off, but that has happened multiple times. There, This story has been told 500 fucking times before in better versions, whether it's, um, what's that movie that all kids liked, um, where the Disney princess comes into the real world and lives the fish out of water life enchanted i think with amy adams everybody loved that movie they didn't need to shove anything down your throat they showed a real world where a disney princess came into new york and everybody was and that was for a little girl but that's an, i watched that's that a, movie that's an actual, and it was good that's an actual kids movie though dan this is no like... it's not that movie ships adult messaging in it is very much about a young girl uh mentally because when she comes from disneyland into the real world her idea of relationships of men. It's all, it's the same thing as this, just less crude and actually good for a child to watch. That's the difference. And that's what I like when we go into the, the kids movie category, I typically lean towards movies that don't have a bunch of bullshit in them. And I can't deal with that in a kid's movie because I don't like watching something intended for a child that has insidious shit riddled throughout. I think that's, a skin crawling experience. I can't watch that kind of thing. And that's why this was such a tough watch for me because all I could do while watching this movie is imagine either my child or a child watching this film based on the previews and what was said and given based on a company that's supposed to be helping women out and saw just a absolutely hate filled movie from end to fucking end. And this movie hated me. This movie hated men and women hated Barbie and Ken it just was hate yeah. from end to fucking yeah. end. And that is the classic. That's how life is, bro. No, that's how far left propaganda is, bro. It's just wall to wall fucking nonsense. And I am an, a more centrist person than you by a large degree. And I cannot fathom because at least our parents' generation, when they did shit like this, they were fucking graceful about it. <laughs> Again, go watch the Brady Bunch movie. You'll find almost every single comment on the nuclear family about gender roles. Uh, when Jan is obsessed with her sister's good looks and she has to like understand that it's not all about good looks. I mean, all of these things are there and for a child to watch and don't have to be so vile and graphic and overboard and just sick. I mean, I fucking, as a movie, fine, sure. I mean, great as a piece of like culture that people are bringing their family to go see horrible and yeah i, I mean know it's we, definitely one no those this one where you have to separate like as a movie versus like as a cultural artifact i can't we, we just went through barbenheimer it's the biggest movie in the world yeah it is so big that now mattel is producing a universe of movies which is coming soon can't imagine what kind of overboard liberal garbage they're going to stuff into the Hot Wheels movie. If all the Hot Wheels Hold cars on. are going to be energy efficient. What do you think is going to be more overwrought in messaging this or the Lena Dunham Polly Pocket movie? That. Because 
usually the first in a trend like this is the most subtle and it's the imitators. And that's why I'm concerned <laughs> because like I just made that 10 disappointments video. The number one on that list is Mario brothers. And that movie is similar to this in its reception. We haven't really talked about reception, but in its reception, in it being the biggest smash hit imaginable. And part of that is a problem for me too, <laughs> because that movie just does away with movies in general. That movie is just like, here's a cutscene from a video game. It's two hours, yeah. two hour. I mean, dude, scene. I just kind of feel like this is the natural progression from the Marvel bullshit. Oh, for sure. And there were things way before Marvel that that was a progression yeah, as well. Right. So like, it's just like it's commercialism, it's capitalism. Sure. But like all things in our society, it's getting worse. Yeah. And yeah, the for ploys sure. to create them are becoming more transparent because they're being handled by people who aren't as smart as the people before them. I don't think the issue with this movie is the movie. I think the issue with the movie is that this movie is the biggest movie in the world when like, as like what it is, like, I was like, yeah, this is an enjoyable watch, but like the only shit that gets this big, like is toy movies, Dan. The fact that Oppenheimer, like Oppenheimer probably did better because of the whole Barbenheimer shit. Oh, without a doubt, that movie benefited surely from Barbie and not the other way around. I mean, if Ar if Oppenheimer came out in January, hundred, maybe a hundred twenty million dollar weekend. It's not like it's now the one of the highest grossing movies of all time. <laughs> it is the highest grossing biopic ever made. Wow! Um, Until fucking Napoleon, baby. So I think I think we should probably. <laughs> do Oppenheimer at some point because I'm yeah, going to sure. have to watch it and it's three fucking hours long. Anyway, Barbie 10 out of 10 for making me mentally unwell. The internet told me that um, that means you hate women, Dan. <laughs> I do now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Greta Gerwig. Um, Greta Gerwig is going to be making a Narnia series next. Oh, yeah. Really pivoting to the Christian propaganda now. Yeah, I mean, what a trajectory. Well, she she said she'll be bringing it up for modern sensibilities. Yeah. She also wrote the upcoming hotly contested Sleeping Beauty movie, <laughs> which has not been going well in the press or public. Talk about someone who was literally out loud, like, I want to try to switch to making mainstream blockbusters, and then she did. Right. And they're really bad. Do you think <laughs> Lena Dunham's just like fucking just like white knuckling every time she sees a Greta Gerwig piece come on the news? Like, <laughs> I don't think Lena Dunham's white knuckling a 12 pack of little Debbie's. Jesus. Right. That's why are you body shaming the fucking director of Tiny Furniture? <laughs> yeah, you could just have said she directed Tiny Furniture. <laughs> Big girls fan though over here. Did you like girls? Uh, that was one of my favorite shows of, of all time. I didn't watch enough girls to have an opinion on girls. That is a show that deals with a lot of great uh, feminist ideas without strangling you to death about it. So does that mean you're all in on Polly Pocket? Oh, I'm gonna watch the shit out of that movie, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> that movie is gonna be so that like, you know whether you need to protect the children. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I'm gonna have to save some fucking traffic kids immediately following that to feel better. 
I'm gonna have to go pursue my sound of freedom. No, I mean, I guess like what what's funny about it? If you want to get honest, is that a? I'm like, you want to hit this? Nah, I'm good. You're good. I'm good. I'm like aware. <laughs> you good? I'm like aware of how all this makes me look. Sure. But. Well, that's the thing that's unfortunate about the current discourse publicly about things is like, realistically, like nothing you've said is unreasonable. Like, I didn't get sure. like, you know, you didn't get how many cringe vibes did you get from me? Not a lot. Like, what's my if you were to rate my potential accidental conservative cringe report? Uh, this it's, is like an it, A it's, plus. It's to higher F than minus. usual for sure. It's higher than usual, right? Yeah. So like, thank you. Thanks for recognizing that, because this easily could have been not that I'm sure, as you imagined. When but, you started, I was like, this is going to be the, the, the one that I have to be like, I can't associate with this anymore. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. <laughs> Your opinions, and I'm not talking about movie. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not talking about um, political ones. I'm solely talking about movie ones I associate with. So I'm going to have to ask that you take my light conservatism and just deal with it. Because I sat this morning and watched Ben Shapiro's review of Barbie. Yeah. Um, and I'll tell you this. It was not the only conservative take that I watched of um, this movie. And those conservatives, dude, those wacky, wacky boys, I can't, like, <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna die when I listen to Ben Shapiro. Like the the things that he says, are I know, boggle the fucking mind. And and you know, I watch those just to be like, what does my take in my mind sound like? Because I'm not gonna change it. I'm gonna watch whatever I'm gonna watch. And I've said this before in the podcast, so that when I do that kind of research, I go to a very autistic place where I fucking separate my brain, and I'm trying so fucking hard not to let it. Yeah, yeah fucking bleed through um and uh this time i really feel like you know it's gonna get swept under the rug because <laughs> i'm sure someone's listening to this right now and is like that guy's an asshole but, <laughs> <laughs> but so, same could be said about a lot of episodes of this show so <laughs> no arguments here brother um dan and you know what you know what i'm and this is what i need to do when Dan offers up a take that upsets me which is I need to look at the list and just make sure that we're keeping more internally consistent than the sloppy screenwriting of Greta Gerwig okay and her partner yeah Noah yeah, yeah. um Dan out of 10 what would you give Barbie I mean Barbie a 7.75 and what were you going to give Barbie when you came here? An eight. I will take that point two five gladly. Thank you, sir. Yeah. I concede point two five. Yeah, yeah. To the gentleman across the hall. Um, like the reality is, like I entered the whole situation being like the only way I can review this as a movie is if I try to like just like avoid my entirely suppress my implicit bias towards anything like corporatized. Right. Uh, all right. <sighs> I will raise. Like no I, part of me thinks this is art, and I will raise my score for you. 
Okay. And give you my original, what I was originally going to score this movie, like right when it ended, which is like a three point five. Okay. Instead of a two, mm -hmm. I raised it a point because having vented about it, I feel healthier about the whole thing. Never watch it again in a thousand years, but I I'm probably gonna watch it again. Feel more at peace with it. I could have used more Michael Sarah, that's for sure. But there's Here's in less than five. There's minutes. literally nothing, no situation I can imagine where I don't feel that way. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Okay. Um, Tell me a situation where you wouldn't prefer it wouldn't be better by having more Michael Sarah. Right. I mean, that was that was my critique of what this are you going to say? End. Sex? Wrong. Wrong. That, I was going to say this is the end. Um, dude, Michael Sarah is I a wanted king more of him in this that. is the end, dude. Yeah, I wanted more of him in that, dude, too. have you ever watched the This is the End, uh, like, bonus features? Yes. Dude, and there's the one where he, this is the one where he fucking blows the blow in her face, and then he's like, yeah, no, it's heroin. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, did you just pull blow all over her face? He's like, no, that's pure heroin. <laughs> he's like he's going, the dude, He's, man. like, going to do some off her face, dude. I love his like game vibe for this movie. This like, is, is he was, the end. He was game for it. Yeah, this is the end. It's the last movie I saw multiple times in the theaters. Multiple times in the theaters is <laughs> something I won't go into. I guess because I've done some weird shit. <laughs> I, I, I was going to say I almost never do that, um, but I I don't do it publicly. I saw Clerks 2 four times in the theaters. That's unreasonable, <laughs> but not disgusting. I saw Zack and Mary twice. That's cool. I love that movie. Yeah, that movie's hilarious. Nothing wrong with that movie. Um, all right. Justin Long in that movie is one of the funniest characters. Probably the funniest character Kevin Smith ever like put on a screen. I guess we should uh, wrap it up. I don't know. Yeah. If there's one thing... <laughs> That will really balance things out in society. It's two white guys discussing the Barbie movie to add to the discourse. I'm Jewish. <laughs> we know. Two Jewish guys. Yeah. Okay. Don't just say white because we're more than that. We're white plus, <laughs> we're white plus. A, a history of <laughs> fucking <clears throat> being genocided. Anyway, um, I'm Dan Lyons. Being awesome at comedies. <laughs> <laughs> How do you want me to watch Shane Gillis? You want me to watch a non-Jew do comedy? <laughs> Dude, you, you really want me to watch a non-Jew do comedy? There were so many moments in this movie where I was like, this person and Dan have the same brain. I don't know. That, that might be two negative ends of a battery. It it's might it's be. on Netflix? Yeah, we're going to watch it right now. We're not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, check out the Shane Gillis reaction episode <laughs> live on YouTube. And um, you have a blessed day. Yeah, you too, fam. <laughs>